Want a date? Looking for some action? Check between the cushions. Find the Lost Remote. It's the Lost Remote Podcast. I'm Arthur, joined by Zach and Brian, and we're talking about Frank Henenlotter's Frankenhooker. This movie explores whether or not true love lasts forever. We're introduced to Jeffrey, a self-proclaimed bioelectro technician, who we learn experiments on brains in his free, free time and even does home stomach stapling for the love of his life, Elizabeth Shelley. It's a festive day as everyone is over to celebrate the birthday of Jeff's dad. Elizabeth helps present the new gift, a remote-controlled lawnmower. What could go wrong? Everything goes terribly wrong. She's not paying attention, and Jeffrey's left with a pile of parts and regret from the runaway lawnmower. We then follow Jeffrey as he disassociates with reality, admit that he has a problem to his mom, who asks him, do you want a sandwich? Left to his own devices, Jeffrey concocts a plan to bring back the love of his life with the parts of people who sell their bodies at night. It's Frank Henenlotter's Frankenhooker, Gentlemen. Truly a one-of-a-kind movie. What did we think? You Go ahead, are, Zach. You're 100% correct. This is one-of-a-kind. I uh, deeply enjoyed it. I'm going to have to correct you off the bat. That was Elizabeth's father's birthday that they were celebrating. I thought they said your dad to... Nope. Nope, nope, nope. That was Elizabeth's father's birthday. Okay. I no. completely missed that then. I thought it's she com- said something to... No, oh. I'm just messing with you. It, it, it is her father's uh, birthday, but it's just completely irrelevant to where we're going to go with this. I, I mean, to, it is, yeah. But... I just want to throw my cheap shot out there at the beginning. Sure. <laughs> so, I got I to gotta ask it right off the bat. Did anybody else think of Egon from Ghostbusters during that one scene. Which, oh, oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. When yeah. he drilled the hole into his head. <laughs> yeah. It totally would have worked if you wouldn't have stopped me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. the way that uh, he doesn't use drugs or alcohol, but the way that Jeffrey gets in touch with his inner genius is finding the right spots to drill holes in his head. So. Uh, that definitely is an Egon move. It would have worked. It I proves th- it would have worked. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and I also think that he has drilled these holes before <laughs> because whenever he pulls the drill out, there's nothing on it. So <laughs> he's tried this several times. Yeah, he's got a port set up to help him access. Is it his genius? Does it clear up his id and let it run free? Like, what what is he doing when he gets that drill going? I would prefer not to dig too deep into that. He dug too deep. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was really surprised it didn't come out the other side of his head. Yeah, yeah but my, my assumption, I want, I want to make it clear to the people listening, my assumption when Egon from Ghostbusters was going to do this, Egon had calculated exactly where he could drill a hole in his head in order not to damage anything. That's my assumption with Egon, not that Egon was going to bore holes into his actual brain to stimulate thought and uh, whatever endorphins may have um, been uh, produced from the activity. Yeah, so. So you keep calling him Egon, and I think we have uh, totally misnamed this movie. This is Mannequin, the real Mannequin 2 Frankenhooker with a <laughs> twisted Andrew McCarthy starring. <laughs> 
mm-hmm. because that's who I kept seeing. Once I once yeah. that thought entered my mind, I just kept seeing it, Andrew McCarthy, like a twisted Andrew McCarthy in this movie. So, or we could do this was the original idea for Weekend at Bernie's 2, but it's Weekend at Bernie's 2, hookers this time. Oh, yeah. Which is the way it should have always been. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, right off the top, uh, I love this twisted version of reality the way Frank <laughs> does things where it's very normal to just have basically one of the creatures that would have been in a tank in flight of the navigator you know the brain with just an eyeball stuck in the middle of it yeah that he's testing yep. right on the table with the ketchup sitting right there and everybody's just like oh you're being a little weird just a little yeah weird. just a little just a, a little don't be so weird Having your no. brain dance around with its eyeball, following what you're doing. Okay. Just don't be really weird. The best part about that, too, was whenever he was trying to get the eye to follow him at the very beginning, and he's like, oh, picks up a scalpel, and he was going to stick it in, but he didn't want to go too deep because he didn't want to give it a lobotomy. Right. <laughs> so I really enjoyed that. And, and this has uh, the best newscast scene ever in a movie. And <laughs> I really popped big time when I heard, when I heard it, I lost it. I rewound and, and uh, watched it again. Cause it was so great. Do you, did you write down a, cause it, it is terrific. Uh, oh, and do you I know have, who that newscaster is? Uh, yes, that is Judy Graff. Oh, you're ta- Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the weather report from Zachary. My bad. Yeah. Oh, no, the, no, the no. Yeah, that was amazing too. too. Yeah, so you, you wrote down the news report. You want to re- recite some yeah, of that out? I can <laughs> recite the whole news report. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing. I, I jotted part of it down, too. <laughs> yeah, so. And here here is how this news report goes. And anybody writing a horror movie, take notes. This is spec-freaking-tacular. So it starts. What began as a birthday barbecue ended in a bizarre tragedy in Hohokus, New Jersey today. It was this power mower that brought a quick end to the li- of the, to the life of the life 21-year-old bride-to-be Elizabeth Shelley. Like wood through a mulcher, the girthful fiancé disappeared beneath the blades of the berserk mower that sent her personality raining down upon the horrified birthday revelers. <laughs> her personality raining down is what got me. In a blaze of blood. Oh, yeah. In a place of blood, bone, and body parts, the vivacious young girl was instantly reduced to a human-tossed salad. <laughs> a salad that police are still trying to gather up. A salad that was once named Elizabeth. <laughs> but death by lawnmower is not the end of the strange twist in this case. And then it cuts to her interviewing the detective, and he says, of course it's hard to be real specific at this point, but yes, apparently parts of her are missing. Do you know which parts or how many? Like I said, it's hard to be real specific at this point. She's just one big jigsaw puzzle. Jigsaw puzzle? Jigsaw puzzle. One of the eyewitnesses to this terrible tragedy (laughs) is also the young victim's fiance. And the reporter asks, oh, excuse me, you saw the accident happen? He responds, I don't want to talk about it. She asks again, and do you have any idea what happened to the head? He responds, I, I, I don't know. I did I didn't see it. Last time I saw it, it was spinning through the air. I don't know. <laughs> Why don't you just leave people alone with their grief, huh? And she said, well, I guess that's it, because <laughs> he slams the door in her face. And then the last thing in this report is, because this is such a quiet town, the whispers can be heard all the louder. 
whispers that are less concerned with the tragedy that befell a young woman than with the grisly souvenirs collected by a person or persons unknown. In Hohokus, this is Judy Graff for Eight News Alive. (laughs) Alive! (laughs) (laughs) So I popped so hard when I heard that. And like I said, I rewound here to get that is fantastic. The uh, reigning her personality all around. And so, like, okay, the other thing, they what did they call her? Girthy? It was so funny the way yeah. they framed her up, because she's lovely. And yeah. they've got her in this really, like, padded, puffy clothing and, like, point out that she loves uh, pretzels, pretzels. And she's, yeah. she thinks she's having trouble with her weight. Yeah, and Jeffrey, rather than being a supportive love, has helped her, is a different type of supportive and did her own stomach stapling. But she just, you know loves food too much. Uh, So there's already some body image stuff right at the start, which as he tries to put her back together again later, um, I think helps fuel his quest for her to have an even better body. Yeah. Um, And I like that uh, Kramer's girlfriend is the one that's talking to her about Jeffrey being kicked out of med school at the beginning. The one with the nails that scratches his back in a couple episodes. That's the girl. Been a, been a minute since I've okay. watched a lot of Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it was just uh, that that whole opening scene is fantastic. And when it starts, oh, yeah. I'm just like, man, this is kind of like, you know, with Jeffrey looking at the, the brain and the eyes, like, this is going to be stupid. And then it got real stupid and real fun real quick. As soon as she starts <clears throat> the self-propelled mower and stands in front of it. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, I don't want to take any PSAs away from Brian, but... Uh-huh. It's so. Well, it's this just, movie's got tons of them. It so. looked like a death <laughs> trap of a lawnmower to begin with, and just keep an eye on any remote control devices when you're operating them. Yeah, I would yeah. say it, uh, it's, it is a lesson. Me. You're on UHF. <laughs> yeah, I, I instantly <laughs> thought of this as, uh, "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" and Rick Moranis's lawnmower in the backyard with yeah. the remote control. But yeah, fun times. So lawn can be fun. <laughs> Very quickly, we know that Jeffrey has the ability to work with brains and electricity and things like that. So it's certainly not an unrealistic jump for him to be able to put his lady back together again, right? I mean, like, we're all bought in. This is a very realistic Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. We've we, we yeah. been sold from the beginning. He's a bioelectrician, I believe. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and you mentioned earlier that it, they don't act like it's too strange that he has the brain and with the eye. Even his mom is like, "Look how good this is looking now. It looks so much better." Whenever she busts in I, on his bedroom. Yeah. The mom's thing where he is pouring out his heart, like I'm disassociating with the out reality. I'm worried what I'm gonna do. I, you know, I I can't focus anymore and stuff like that. That's great, honey. You want a sandwich? That's amazing. Amazing how these scenes are set up. The oh. the absurdity of it all. I don't know. So this this movie definitely takes place uh, takes place in the same universe as Basket Case because the reporter that we were talking about, Judy Grapp, she is in yeah. Basket Case too and does the news report there. Oh, nice. Yep. Also, same hotel. <laughs> I assume <laughs> it looked like it. It looked like the same hotel setup. Uh, I also feel like. Uh, the lady who is uh, advocating for legalized prostitution. It is. Could have been yeah. the same character. It, not just she the is same the same character, actress. Same name. 
Yeah. Same, she's credited with the same name, Casey. Yep. So I looked that up as well because because when originally whenever I was looking through uh, we were doing uh, Basket Case One, I talked about I thought Casey was Frankenhooker. <laughs> she was a hooker in Basket Case One. <laughs> I, I get I get that now. Okay. Um. Oh. So. It's definitely same universe, unavoidably. Yeah. So. Jeffrey's conflicted. He he needs his love back, but he doesn't want to do terrible things. Uh, but his drilling into his head sends him down to uh, Times Square. Where sends he's him right across meeting. the river. <clears throat> yeah. Well, he's a Jersey boy. Yeah, just right over the bridge. Jersey boy. Um, Dr. Jersey boy. Yep. Uh, so he, he flashes around some cash. And starts to put the wheels in motion to find his body parts. He needs fresh parts for this. So there's no grave robbing. He needs to figure out how to get fresh parts. And what better way than, like he said, women who already sell their parts. So huh. how? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just the fish like... out of water thing of him flashing his cash away around and getting pulled into this world. Um, yep. I feel like that was an Zora. act on his part. You think it was an act? Yeah, he was trying to he's trying to lull them into a sense of oh he's harmless. Mm. Well, like I, I, I like it wasn't it wasn't a difficult act for him, but I feel like almost the whole getup because it's the only time we see him in glasses and whatnot is when he's around them. So he's really trying to, it almost is like he's trying to sell the persona of him being a very nervous individual when, when you do what he does, being um, nervous about what you're doing is, isn't even a factor anymore. He's, he, he is, he is unstable and, and, and wacky, but he's not a nervous person. Right. Uh, he, he's just, he's just frantic. Just not nervous. You know, I mean, it, it did feel like, though, he didn't want to do what he wanted to do. So that's where oh, I yeah, thought definitely. the nerves were coming from. So well, he knows what's going to have to happen. Yes. He knows he's going to have to take a life to bring back his wife, I guess. Um, wife or girlfriend? Are they married at this point? Fiance. 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 That's right. Sorry, her personality was all around and I couldn't. Just raining down on you. Everywhere. Um, we're doing the thing where we just kind of piece by piece it, but it's just That's such okay. a. Well, you got you. You can't. Okay. <laughs> There's no some, jumping some around, films, right? Yeah, some films like we could we could just talk about specific stuff, especially if they're well known and popular, and a lot of people have seen them. Uh, I feel like we do have to kind of step by step this one. Yeah. So I, yeah. I guess I'll I'll take the next step. So he's 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 meeting, he he meets with uh, ladies of the night and wants to set up. Uh, uh, kind of an audition. You know, he tries to sell it as it's for someone else, but eventually that gets thrown out of the window, obviously. But uh, the uh, hooker takes him to see the pimp because this is a major party he's wanting to throw, so he's going to need a lot of ladies. So he's got to get permission from Zorro. Zorro! Yes. Who's yes. <clears throat> going to set it up. And uh, it becomes fairly obvious that Zorro's main ability to uh, wrangle in these ladies of the night is to have them be addicted to crack. 
and, and give uh, large quantities at a time. Well, he uh, Zaro hilariously jacked and yeah, always ready yes. to just snap up a giant bicep holding up the little baggie of crack. Yeah, just what a sight! He, yeah. It's just it's one of those like you have to see. He's such a great caricature. And I, oh. I, I like I like how immediately you know our our would be mad doctor latches on to that and he's like oh, okay and he and he he finally he finds his vehicle right because he does not want to kill these ladies he pulls a <clears throat> you know let them do it themselves and he develops what is called super crack yes. super crack <laughs> <laughs> and this super crack uh not only is super <laughs> duper in getting you high but will eventually cause you to explode the, all right, so you, both of you guys. The guinea pig is watched, hilarious. Yeah, what did yeah. you think about the guinea pig test? Because <laughs> the way he's talking to him, like, oh yeah, you want to huff on this a little bit? Get you high, you know. Yeah, this guy does a lot of talking. He is. Yeah. I, I'm going to say that right now. There's a lot of uh, what, what I noticed. Uh, we'll get on a technical thing for a moment. There's a lot of filler in this one. Yeah, a well, lot of he, time filler. It's a very long 90 minutes. Yeah, he reminds me, honestly, of Dwayne talking a lot in uh, Basket Case 1, where he just, like, he just talks as he's going through movements for, you know, things that might not need to be said, but he's just talking. Like, yeah. And that's what I feel like Jeffrey does in this. Yeah. But the the best part about that is when he's talking to his guinea pig or hamster or whatever, and he's like, oh, yeah, I like them moves. Those are $1,000 moves. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. if, if I was a guinea pig, I'd get in there. Ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. The role-playing <laughs> as a prostitute wanting crack. My word. My What, yeah. what has Frank... He's just getting into the headspace, you know. Yes. And then, and then it blows up into four fluffy pieces. Two, yep. <laughs> they, they go to four corners of the cage. <laughs> super crack. Super it. crack. And these, it's not only super effective crack, it is also super sized crack. He, the crack rocks in this thing were like mm, tennis ball sized chunks of crack. They, well, they got a bunch of, uh, what is it, rock candy? <laughs> That's what they had. <laughs> No, it was legit super crack. They had to develop it for the movie. <laughs> There's no corners cut here. No props here. Pure super crack. Do you think um, Walter White took the lessons from this on how not to make his uh... <laughs> <laughs> meth? Scene on, on Breaking Bad where Walter White's watching Frank and Hooker would have tied it all together. Yeah. It would have been awesome. Super crack. Uh, that's not the way to do it. No. <laughs> uh, so armed with his super crack and the ways to help the ladies of the night meet their demise it's time for the what he originally pitched it as a party for his brother like a fashion yeah. show that's what I'm saying that got thrown out the window Yeah, he yeah, shows instantly. up as a doctor to inspect them all Yeah, and the one that he had made contact with first I think was Amber mm -hmm. Honey. then we're introduced to Angel Honey. Crystal Honey's Amber. the first one Okay. Is the second one. Let, oh. Let's okay. Let's not get too attached by giving the hookers names, okay? Because oh, <laughs> well, there's Crystal, Anise, Chartreuse, Snow, Sugar, and Monkey. That's right. <laughs> and this montage or this scene where he's doing his evaluation of the parts is just so funny. 
so yeah, good. It I like, is. I like when he puts the check marks on them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which pays off later. It so does. <laughs> it does, yes. So. Uh, oh, by the way, folks, uh, in case you didn't notice, there is some gratuitous uh, nudity in this movie. <laughs> it, well, it's a it movie was called the one Frank thing that threw me off about a movie called Frankenhooker. <laughs> yeah, did not expect it at no. first flash. I was like, oh, also, this kind of movie, huh? I also didn't expect to see hookers. Yeah, yeah, that was a big <laughs> surprise. You know, Frank and Hooker's got a lot of a lot of twists and turns that are just coming at you, and that was one of the big ones for sure. <laughs> Need I'm a date? If Looking any... for some action? These hookers Zorro. were very jovial. I'll say that. Yes, they were. This they had Jersey a good time. Doctor Jersey boy. Well, I like when. And the next part is where he decides he's not going to kill them, and just he can't do it. He throws money at them. His bag, which has money and a huge gallon Ziploc of super crack. They found the super crack, and what happens, gentlemen? Well, uh, the ladies get super excited about super crack, and then they <laughs> go nuts. Drugs! Even, <laughs> yeah, it's a party now. Like, even, okay, so what he was supposed to do is eventually pick his his uh, perfect woman, was what they were under the impression and he couldn't decide on one and decided to back out of it. And that's why he threw the bag and all that. But uh, Zorro was waiting downstairs in order to uh, get the rest of the ladies out that night. But he tells them to stop smoking the crack because it's, you know, it, so, so in, I guess we'll say in his defense, he didn't want to do this at all at that point. And they, yeah. uh, they, ignored, they ignored the shit out of him. He told them to stop smoking. Stop smoking that you'll die. And then <laughs> yeah. <they'd... laughs> well, I mean, you know, the boy who cried wolf right there. They probably heard that so many times. It never happened. Yep. <laughs> and then, and then uh, that, that hotel room lit up like the 4th of July. Oh, man. What a scene. Going everywhere. What a scene. <laughs> and Zorro comes storming in to be met with some head. Yep. A head off of a hooker flying to knock him out. Yeah, there's just something about a meathead pimp getting knocked out by a flying prostitute head that makes you think, if this didn't get an Academy Award, what did that do? <laughs> what? What, what were they doing, doing in 91? <laughs> yeah, what, what is the point of the Academy if that's not what we're rewarding? <laughs> 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 it's just... Frankenhooker gives and it gives and it gives yep. for sure. Uh, so he's got all his parts. It's mad scientist time. Uh, legendary movie host Zachary had already given us the weather report. It's perfect for you mad scientists out there. That was a terrific um, yeah. appearance. Um, Zachary is an absolute legend and also worked on Brain Damage, the movie before for Frank Henlotter. He was the voice of Elmer. And <clears throat> we uh, we get our, our, our Frankenstein's monster here. What uh, what was your thoughts of seeing Frankenhooker for the first time? I liked how her hair and all of her clothes changed yep. after getting struck by lightning before she came down. <clears throat> You think that was the effect of the electricity on the estrogen-based solution that they <laughs> blood think, serum well, or whatever? Definitely, definitely the colorization of her yeah. body parts, sure. But you know, yeah, I'll go with Zach on the whole clothes thing. I don't know about the, the clothes changing color was just hilarious to me. Yeah. 
Could've and been. I also like how she went from laying down to standing straight up without falling off that pedestal <laughs> all the way in the air. <laughs> <laughs> she's when, she's when, quite when the first woke up. I'm sorry. Uh, like yeah, when she first woke up and started going, "You want a date?" and started going through the gist. I was just like, "Oh, this is gonna be great." <laughs> yeah, and her facial features. I love. I, that's the second pop I had. Yeah. It is like huge pop where I had to pause and gather myself because you want a date. <laughs> Does she has anybody? she has a, a very cash? Jim Varney mouth. Yeah. She does a little. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the uh, so apparently the old VHS tape would have a push button if you were in the movie store and you could push it and go. It would be like need a date, looking for some action. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> so yeah, he's reunited with the love of his life, ready to hear her first words, and they are all ladies of the night streetwalker talk and. Yeah. She go. Up. She looks at him. Got any money? <laughs> no. And then boom. Yeah. She, she knocks, knocks it down. She's headed downtown. <laughs> the greatest part about everything she says is stuff that was said to him by yes. the uh, mixture of hookers <laughs> that he has now put into her. <laughs> yeah. Including yeah. long lines about the the party setup and you know Zorro yep. stuff. And so, like, she's got a memory of where to go and who to talk to about what. Oh, I'm going to take this moment to talk about uh, Spike, the bartender. Uh, <laughs> I recognize this lady. And I was like, where do I recognize her from? She's been in quite a bit of stuff, actually. Uh, she's She was the, in, in Grumpier Old Men, she was the organist at the wedding. Uh, and and there's a lot of other stuff in Malcolm X. She was, I guess, uh, Mrs. Uh, Swirlin, and there's other stuff she's been in. And then I got down further into her filmography. She was a regular on Pee Wee's Playhouse. There you go. <clears throat> oh, yeah, um, uh, Mrs. Yep. Steven. I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, Spike the bar the bartender. I was like, oh, she had a very memorable face, and I was like, who is this? Ah, ah, yeah. rant over. <laughs> it wasn't really a rant, but yeah. now it wasn't. It was just this little sidebar. Frankenhooker unleashed on the streets. Uh, she picks up a John who is not paying attention enough to realize that she's not really talking to him. And she's got crazy talk going. It's probably not the best woman to bring back to a hotel. Uh, but she's very take charge, and he seems to like that. And then we realize that the super crack lives on in her, and her kiss is very deadly. Yep. Even more than eating mistletoe. She is super juiced up, and she spreads it around. <laughs> <clears throat> she's got the powers of super crack and explodes yep. it. I, at this point... Got any money? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I just, he blows up and she's holding his head. And what does he say? Like, wow, that was great. Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's being sent to heaven on cloud nine, I guess. On a, on a wave of super crack from, I just, I don't know what to say, guys. Like this movie is. It's fun for all ages. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's what I What's funny what was really funny when I was watching this, it wasn't exactly the movie itself, but things I thought, because in previous 
episodes, I've brought up uh, various uh, metaphysics and how things would work, you know, especially under the uh, World of Darkness rules. And uh, I got news for you guys. There are rules to have a Frankenhooker in World of Darkness. I was going to ask. I literally wrote down World of Darkness Frankenhooker. Now, now, uh, when when I've mentioned World of Darkness in the past, I always say the big three, which is Vampire, Werewolf, Mage. And those are pretty much self-explanatory. But there are side, side stuff, like I did mention Slasher, which would have, you know, various Slasher mechanics. There's also things like Mummy, Demon, Wraith, and uh, there's also one called Promethean, and those are the Frankenstein types and whatnot. And indeed, I believe some of them do have electrical whatnot powers based on the classical character of Frankenstein. And there's other various forms of Prometheans, but it's based on, I believe, Prometheus, which was like reassembled. He was like a god or a demigod was reassembled, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, the, the, there is... Um, just, just want to let you know. Uh, I, I did want to ask about Frankenhookers in World of Darkness. Yep, it's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, uh, I never personally got to play in a Promethean game, or play as a Promethean, uh, but uh, I've heard from my buddies who have, and I was like, okay. Now, so, now, if I had played, I would have regretted not actually having, pretty much made a Frankenhooker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, should we kind of bring it towards towards the end? Uh, yeah, let's let's keep going. Zaro, Zaro has been lamenting the loss of his ladies of the night, yep. and starts to hear some familiar things. He hears yeah. the, the words being recited from Frankenhooker of, you know, this is Jersey Boy, Doctor Jersey Boy. So he realizes something is up and follows her. Uh, well, that's that's after his little pimp buddy takes her into the corner and dies in the bar. Right. Know, he tries to go down or go uh, have. Yes, a, a real sad death, really. Yeah. Because he was just being he was being giving, and uh, all he did was receive <laughs> uh, a jolt, and that was quite a shocker. You know, shocker. Shocker. And you gotta you gotta mention that she smacked Zoro, and he comes back with the super uppercut to knock yep. her head off. <clears throat> Did, did that happen in the bar? Yeah, that happened yeah. in the bar. Yeah, that's... And it was some weird, like, tendril thing connecting her head to her. Yeah. It, was, it was weird. Yeah. It was weird. Uh, gets back home. She gets a little clarity. Finally gets told what happened. Yeah. Uh, we get the explanation that this only works because it's estrogen-based blood serum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Zaro shows up. I and with one quick swing the surprise <laughs> wow beheading. like I was like how does she not warn him <laughs> he's like she should be able to see the guy sneaking up behind him I was just oh well what a shame now before we go in any further into the description I have to admit something about the following scene mm-hmm. after the de- decapitation okay. um I believe, probably on TMC or who knows what movie channel, I've seen the end of this movie. Okay. And okay. it didn't quite click until I was like, later after I was done watching it, I was like, wait a minute, I've seen that stuff before. And it was, and it was the end of the movie. I had no idea what I was watching. 
obviously, because remember we talked about how useful TV God would be. And, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why would you need TV if you have the TV gun? Yeah, yeah. You don't need to right. watch TV. But, uh, yeah, I was just like, oh. So I have seen the end of this movie and had no idea what I was watching. Zero context for the horror that follows. Go. So we'll back it up <laughs> to mention whenever he, whenever Jeffrey's first creating uh, uh, his Frankenhooker, uh, he uh, throws all the spare female body parts into his estrogen bath. And so when Zorro busts in, he's going to take back, you know, zombie or Frankenstein Shelley, whatever you want to call her. And or Elizabeth and the other parts were animated during a lightning strike, and they come yeah. out and they all look like they're Belial's siblings. And definitely look like some basket case two friends. Yeah, all kinds and, of gnarly stuff come out. Yeah, of there. and they drag Zorro into the freezer that they're kept in, and and so, the crack. They they <laughs> they, the, they open it back. The up fridge the door the opens back up, and they grab a little of the crack and bring it in. Um, just again, International Academy. Yeah. What are you doing when you recognize greatness in cinema? Yeah. yeah how did the Hollywood Foreign Press Association not jump on this for a Golden I mean, Globe? Talk about <laughs> talk about excellent character writing and the motivation. They never lose that motivation to get that crack. <laughs> and it's so funny. <laughs> so uh, uh, go for it. Bring it home. This, Elizabeth decides she needs to, her love reanimated her, so she needs to reanimate Jeffrey. And she uses the spare parts to create Jeffrey a female body. And, uh, yeah, brings him back to consciousness, and he is uh, now a, a she. It's a little cheeky the way she, she finally gets a little revenge on some of the you could tell some of the body stuff may have been from him originally, where she's like, I made some improvements or whatever. Um, you know, yeah. they're, they're good parts. So Jeffrey doesn't I, seem to like the uh, prospect of his eternity with uh, a different up, body. And the thing that made him the maddest is he no longer had a penis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's. Well, I, if mean, you I, I understand up, that. I get I it. That completely. Yeah. I. I would assume we would all be slightly upset. Yes. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that. <laughs> yeah, that whole last sequence of the... <clears throat> like, I didn't even see the decapitation. It was like, flip to the channel, and then all those amalgamated body parts are pouring out of the freezer. <laughs> and they drag this guy. I was like, what is this? <laughs> and it's just I only saw it the one time and I and then I was like, oh man. So yeah, that's that I was like, oh man, I've seen that before. Man. Zero context what the hell is going on. So overall again, uh thoughts on your first time viewing of Frankenhooker. Like I just I'm sum going, up that experience. The the well, since this is my technically my first time actually experiencing the entire movie. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's a good time. Mm, you know. uh, I, I felt, like I said, I felt like um, uh, What's-His-Face did a whole lot of filler talking. And there was, it just <clears> felt <throat> like there was a lot of filler stuff when it was just him by it's, himself. Yeah. It's, it's the runtime we think it should be, but it is long. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little draggy yep. on, on that part. It. It that was one of the things I kind of noted. 
it's been probably six years or so since I've watched this last. Maybe, yeah, probably around six or seven. And it, that stood out more. I think the first or the first time I saw it, I definitely watched it with someone else. Maybe the second time, and it's a lot more fun that way. You don't notice some oh, of the drag. Yeah, I it's just, bet. You're, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just, it's one of those movies, I think, on its own, still worth a watch, still good, but it's, it's one of those you have to grab somebody and say, hey, we're watching Frankenhooker. Yeah. We're watching <laughs> Frankenhooker. Oh, yeah. Great well, time. I, that, one like of the I, things I, I have to call out, and I, yeah. I sent the text to my, to my parents last night. My mom is from the Northeast, and I think it was her uncle would always say, how about those Mets? Just as one of those segues. And so my mom will drop in, especially because she's not sports savvy, if we're talking sports, uh, although she does better these days with thunder knowledge. Uh, she'll drop in a, how about those Mets? And there's the scene in the hotel right after the old guy gets his head blown off, and she's walking down the hall, and that guy's pickup line is like, hey, how about those Mets? And it cuts to her, and she just does the, the Frankenhooker jaw. Yeah. And it was so well, perfect. I died. I, I had to send them that clip immediately. I'm more <laughs> to inside sports. Do um, what? That's what he told her, too. He's like, well, I'm more into inside sports. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever, I, indoor sports, probably. But <laughs> I feel like a lot of the talking, though, is because of, of a budget. Because I could imagine so many more. Um, like, because what I, I can't remember uh, the uh, exact time. When we finally get Frankenhooker in this movie, is it like forty minutes? It's ridiculous. Well, it may yeah. be about halfway. A little. It over was halfway. well over halfway. The this the scanning bar when I watched it was over halfway when we finally. I, got I'm gonna it. say, Brian, it might even be an hour. It might just be like the last half hour is with with uh, <laughs> Frankenhooker. Yeah, and and I think um, they just knew that they weren't gonna have the budget to do what I would have expected, which was more deaths via frankenhooker because i was like yeah you know some of these are great you know we got some but i could have th thought of a bunch more just right off the bat and it was like well so there was a less of a inadvertent massacre on the part of uh frankenhooker than i would have hoped for yeah it wasn't wasn't a whole lot of frankenhooker being a mindless death machine hooker <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I agree. I, I, I had a fun time with this. I It was not what I was expecting. And uh, yesterday when I was watching, or not yesterday, but a few days ago when I was watching it, I shot Arthur a text. Like, what in the heck did you make me watch? <laughs> and he thought I was upset, but it was just I was having so much fun and popping at all the right spots for this. So, yes, kudos. Great pick. I, I loved watching it. I'll probably watch it again <laughs> pretty it's... quickly. It's definitely one people of this uh, ilk should experience at least once. Yeah, yes. and after mm -hmm. watching it, I feel I, I feel I completely, hundred percent now understand your disappointment with Basket Case too. Yeah. Oh yes, it's so tame. Basket Case two and this I think came out the same year, or really pretty close to each other, like within a year of each other, and so yeah. Basket Case 2 is way further down than... Oh, oh, and speaking of Basket Case 2, are we going to mention the preacher on the street? Go for it. 
It, well, yeah. I mean, it was the same mm. guy who was running the freak show in I Basket Case too. Yep. And he was. I like, know you're talking about the the whenever I know I know. At least tells him where she is. She's at yep. the bar. <clears throat> that guy. <clears throat> yep. I told you. Hundred smackaroos. Hundred smackaroonies. Yeah. Who who would you recommend this movie to? What? Everyone? Are there people you wouldn't like? Are there? Uh, is this okay? It's not. It's not specific to who. It's to when and why. Yeah. Like, because this is definitely a you've got to be in the mood for it. Yes. And it's you got to really feel out the crowd. Like this would be a funny like if. Uh, if everyone's in a more jovial mood, in like a, at a Halloween party, yeah. this would be nice something to put on for whoever would feel like sitting down and watching it while you know the party's going on. You know, it's definitely a. I agree with that. that kind of a movie. I like that. <clears throat> it's a group watch for sure. Yeah, it is definitely. The the Frankenhooker faces alone just need to be experienced. What a what a performance and a very very pretty lady who. Doesn't have a huge filmography at all. No, uh, but she was a pit house pet. Yeah, yeah, apparently. Um, which is... Uh, okay, so I feel like... I was like, wow. I, I She... Even though this wasn't like, as Arthur's been stating, this isn't an Academy Award winning flick, I've, I've thought her portrayals in the movie were great. Yeah. And I just assume that she would do more things because this wasn't, it didn't feel like she, you could almost tell she was having a good time. It, it felt yeah. like she was having, a she, good. she seemed pretty cool. Like I, I, so on the arrow Blu-ray I've got, there was an interview and I think it was from a mid 2000 release that they reused, you know, she just was, she was like, no, I'm in Florida now. I, I did a commercial for a place. Nothing big. It's Florida, whatever. But, you know, one of the, one of the hookers lives nearby. We had lunch. <laughs> she, was, she seemed so fun. Um, you know, yeah. she just, and, and it was a great performance. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for what it was, yeah. I was just like, oh, she's having a good time with it. You know, she's, this is, she's like, this is wacky and fun. And she was enjoying herself. And she, she appreciated the role. It's always, you know, you always yeah. have some people that are like, eh, yeah, I was Frankenhooker. She's like, she was kind of laughing. She's like, I had all the costume for a while and pieces have been given out. I still got the wig. And she like put the wig on and stuff. And like, oh, yeah. I, I always like when people live, live like uh, embrace their cult character. Yeah. Um, Cause it would be so easy not to. Um, yeah, you know, it's just it's just different types, you know. There there are people in the industries who are I hate to say in it for the wrong reasons. And then there are people I feel like my my favorite people are the people who have fun, who yeah. enjoy <clears throat> you know, stuff. So there's some yeah. people who just take themselves way too seriously. And What's even that? though those are there's a need for those people occasionally, I feel, I feel like depending on certain, you can almost tell, you can get to know an actor based on the roles they will do occasionally, especially if they've been, um, you know, especially if they've been in more serious, great movies, and then they kind of 
my like cameos are pretty good indicators sometimes. It's like, oh, you're then they were in this movie as a joke because they thought it was great, you know. You know, that kind of thing. You can kind of get them. It's, it's probably one of the few ways you could actually get to know them really is by their <clears throat> selection of what they were willing to do. Why wasn't James Lorenz in more stuff, too? He was great in the lead, I thought. He was really fun. I know he's, he seems to be uh, in everything on his filmography other than this, really. He seems to be just the... Uh... You know, a, a bit player, I guess, is what you yeah, say. Yeah, it's so. it's single episodes of TV series stuff. Yeah, he's he's like a, uh, um, you know. Oh, that guy. He yeah. was upset driver in RoboCop Three. Yep. <laughs> you know, I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Frankenhooker wasn't going to put people in rotation a ton, but good performance. I think Parking Violator in uh, the first Judge Dredd movie would have been a bigger role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's something though we've noticed with uh, Henry Lauder's movies is the people that star in them don't really st- aren't big in anything else. Yeah. And I mean, I kudos for him for getting great performances out of him for his movies. I mean, sure. You know. Or for ruining career. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> or ruining the career. So. I don't no, think I don't so. either. I'm going to go either. with I'm going to go with he gives he gives some he gives people the opportunity to live the dream yes. of being in a movie. Yeah. I think so too. I like you that. Know? It's like I was in a movie and people have seen it. And people love it. Yeah. People will continue to pass it around and make people watch it mm-hmm. <laughs> 30 years later <laughs> and say Whatever you're doing tonight, it's changed, and you're watching Frankenhooker. <laughs> so, uh, Brian, sweet treats? There seems to be a Well, actually, I mean, there's usually not... In, in the movies like this, I wouldn't consider there to be uh, a great deal of opportunity for a sweet treat, but I did think I pieced something together, and that was based on our main character. Now... Uh, Throughout the movie, we we learn that he has indeed. He's not just some, you know, guy who's playing around. He has been to medical school, and I believe he's been to three. Was that? Yes. Yes. And the fact that he's been to three is a sweet treat. And when you, even though I downed on the movie for this, there are segments where, which is totally ignored in the metaphysics of the movie, by the way, where he's drawing the electrical work that's going to go into the body. Yep. Opening he's credits. Mum- yeah. He's mumbling to himself about what, what he's, uh, you know, what voltages and whatnot and how much copper wire and blah, 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 blah. And there are segments of that where you incorporate, he's been to medical school three times with some of the things he said. Now, I'm going to say that the sweet treat, most people would think this guy's been kicked out of those medical schools. No. First of all, he says they've got nothing for me. He just keeps going to medical school, trying to learn something, see if one school's got something to offer him, and they just don't. So he leaves, and he goes to another, he leaves, he goes to another, and he leaves. And I believe, based on his murmurings, is he has uh, discussed this very project with other potential either professors or um, students, actual doctors. 
and they haven't discouraged him from talking. It's like theory crafting. They're talking about how would you do this, how would you do that, because he talks about he doesn't care what what people have said about um, how much voltage he'll need here. That's enough. You don't need to go higher than that. He says little little specs like that. You know, people have been he's he's bounced these ideas off of actual doctors and stuff, and they that's not what got him. He he never got booted because they they're I, I can imagine talking like we are now, just like theory about stuff we're never actually going to do. But or things that don't re- that don't really exist, like in like a world of darkness and stuff like that, you know. But having theory about it, and um, he's had those conversations. So I believe uh, he was never he was never kicked out of any medical school. He just you know never got what he needed from them. And he's he's discussed this project with multiple people. Yeah, he just quits. I mean, I know at the beginning, Elizabeth says that he's kicked out. I think that that's like after you, when you hear him going through the opening credits, I, I agree with you on that, Brian. I think he left yeah. medical schools because yeah. he probably told her he got kicked out. Yeah, but no. Because, because simple you don't get kicked out of medical has. school and then automatically get into another one for the most part. <clears throat> yep. I so, wonder if he uh, went to any of the medical schools that Herbert West had been in. Mm-hmm. Reanimator. You know where he didn't go was the same medical school that all those jackasses from Terror Train went to because he could have just got parts there. <laughs> now yeah, they're just handing out hands. <laughs> also, what I mentioned about him drawing the wiring of the bodies of the body, uh, that never is a thing. Yeah, there's never any wiring put in. It doesn't need to happen because the bodies automatically will just fuse together as we saw. So that was kind of a lost part of the movie too. I I don't. Yeah. I I think he was also drawing the flow of current that would happen through the body as well. Like maybe it wasn't supposed to be wiring Brian. Maybe it's just supposed to be how the, how the current would flow, but I I then there's no need to talk about copper tubing going like, but like, but the, the, the symbols, the various way he was drawing lines looked very, professional it looks like yeah. they might have gotten advice on electrical schematics well, for this he is an electrician too though. yeah ex- yeah i know that's what i'm talking about he, yeah he, so what 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 i'm going with is he would like the jagged lines he would draw and then a dot here going out and then writing something on that you know it it, it seemed pretty legit funny enough for this movie <laughs> to uh like it, it seems like oh yeah yeah he, i mean oof, talk about like going in deep dive research on a scene that's pretty much not even going to matter in the movie when it comes to the electrical stuff because he doesn't have to do any electrical work on the bodies. He just kind of <laughs> slaps on some mortar, some pink or purple mur- mortar, which is the uh, estrogen stuff, and then puts the bo- sews the body part together and then it bobs your uncle. Sews it up. Yep. <laughs> I also like that after she got her head knocked off and uh, Elizabeth comes back, she seems to move normal. Yeah. <laughs> like after she's not the. You just kind of. Just you know, a little bit of. little something you need. She just had a little too much juice going through her and yep. it was being weird. I also enjoyed how. Uh, get her, head her, on straight. her name is Elizabeth Shelley. And this is a Frankenhooker movie or based off of Frankenstein. So there's the dead giveaway to the tie. You know. Marie Shelley wrote Frankenstein. Yeah, uh-huh. 
I'm just Arthur like looking, Arthur looked confused for a second. Well, I mean, I mean, no, it's, not, was, it's not a real. It's not what he delivered. I was doing like to the, make. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I just it. Whenever she, they say her name during the newscast, yeah. I, that's another reason I started laughing so hard at it. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> you're that on the nose. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the title. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. It also reminds me of that scene in, uh, I think it was UH, was it UHF, where they brought the hamburger to life? No. Or what, there, there was some movie, oh, it was maybe a fast move movie where they do like a Frankenstein scene with a little hamburger. It was, it's not a horror thing. It's just a little, I'll have to look that up. Sorry to bring that up, folks. It's like I'm, a little stop motion scene. On that. Yeah. Maybe yeah. some burger place <laughs> thing. I don't. Was know. it next to the California raisins? No, and it, it, it was it was akin to that, but it was not the California raisins. Okay. I'm actually look it up. What uh? What would you guys pair this movie with? Well, you get to go first, Arthur, since it was your movie. Okay. Uh, because I watched it the other week, and it's just how these things go. I don't know if I've used it already, but I think we double up on the on the theme and have to do the comparison of the ones made around each other. Go with Bride of Reanimator and explore the two different takes on reanimated love. And Bride of Reanimator reinforces this because it's got the consciousness lives in the other parts. So the whole hooker consciousness coming through, even though when it's uh, Elizabeth's brain, is proven in that as well. So okay. oh, Bride of Reanimator, Frankenhooker, double feature. Brian? All right, with me... Uh, I don't know specifically. I, I'm actually having a blank here on what to pair it with. I've actually, for, I think um, any movie that has a gratuitous car wash scene will do. Which <laughs> <laughs> is like, I don't know. I, you know what? You know what? I got it. I got it. You know, how about Bikini I, Wash I, Seven? I, yeah, yeah, something like that. I, I think I would watch this with uh, Porky's. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> what are you watching first? We'll watch Porky's first. This will be the late night. The Frankenstein Frankenhooker will be late night. Zach, so, I have had a hard time pairing this because I really want to pair it with something fun, like a Mel Brooks horror spoof, like you know, uh, mm -hmm. Dracula Dead and Loving It or Young Frankenstein. But I'm not going to. I'm going to go meet Dr. Frankenfooter and pair this with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh. And it will be an amazing night, and I will show Frankenhooker first and then close it with Rocky Horror. There you go. I was worried you were going to not do Midnight for Rocky Horror. Mm -hmm. Seems like one that would be supposed to show. Yeah. Good times. Uh, ranking time. Who wants to go first? Mm. Arthur, go. <laughs> uh, if you don't want to go first, I'll go. Go, Brian. Um, give me my... Oof. This one's... Oof. This one's actually kind of tough. 
I know. That's that's why I didn't want to go first. Um, <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. Where 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 is um? Let's just go. Where is where is basket case at? Basket case. Give me is, the roundabouts there. Okay, so it's Fright Night, Basket Case, Lost Boys, House, Hellraiser, Valentine, Squirm, Evil Dead. Um, I would probably. Oof. This. Mmm. Mmm. I think this will go. Oof. I I'll, I'll put this above Hellraiser. Ooh, so what what place is that, Arthur? Uh, it's Brian. column M <laughs> for mature. <laughs> <laughs> totally I mean... planned it. I've had the alphabet in my head the whole time. <laughs> uh, like right in the middle, like six, fifteen, sixteen, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Where are you ranking this, Arthur? Uh, just a moment. I'm copying columns and pasting. There we go. Ah, uh, so what's funny <laughs> is at times I think I liked it better than Basket Case, but Basket Case flows better. Mm. And I, so then it starts to fall a little because, like Brian said, it stood out more the way it it sticks a little. I'm gonna put this. Kind of in the same area. New number one. I'm in it. So towards that <laughs> middle, towards the back, there's remote control, basket case, Valentine, Evil Dead, Poltergeist, My Bloody Valentine. I know I like it better than Poltergeist. <laughs> what? I think Evil Dead's better. I, I didn't care for Leave that. It, Leave it. I'm just playing with you. It's okay. You, you, this you is liar. your opinion. You liar. I was just honestly amazed this you is said Poltergeist correct twice in a place. row. You, you think what? <clears throat> I said I'm just amazed you said Poltergeist correct twice in a row. Yeah, but it's my list, not Brian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Brian's my list, list is uh, Poltergeist. Poltergeist. <laughs> and the blog. Blog. I'm going to put it right above Evil Dead. Right? Valentine I like better. <laughs> Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, good old, good old Frankenhooker. So, kind of take it up the end of the back third. Um, this is movie 23, by the way, that we've ranked. 23. So, yep. what is, man, I don't know. I need this, uh, uh, give me like my eight through 15. Jesus. <laughs> Warriors, Blob, Basket Case, Saw, Valentine, My Bloody Valentine, Return to Oz, Remote Control, House, okay, Hellraiser. So, so you said Saw is my number ten. I didn't say it was your number ten. Okay, what's right. what's my number? Uh, They're letters. The okay, sorry. Are go letters. again. Go again. What just, what is it? Based it on the movies that are surrounding it. Don't don't. Don't yeah. concern yourself with this numbering. Basket case is number 10. Saw okay. is number 11. Okay, cool. I like this better than basket case overall. I really do. This is, yeah, this is worse than, well, just barely worse than Blob, but it's right. 10. Fucking 10. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh. No, it's funny. I kept going I back and forth on the basket case Frankenhooker thing because that was what I was trying to balance them off of. But I think it came down to flow this time. Just like I, I put them right next to each other, honestly, because there might be a little recency bias in it because I have watched this, you know, more recent. But yeah. they they're both terrific and yeah, they're fun. I I'm you know I'm definitely a fan of this. I cannot believe I have lived all these years and not seen it. <laughs> you didn't listen to Bill Murray. If you're gonna see one movie, this I year. didn't listen to Bill Murray. But I will, everybody, if you can see one movie from 1991, <laughs> make it Frankenhooker. <laughs> <clears throat> um, of course. What a flick. What a yes. great time. Uh, we talked about Invincible Ending already, didn't we? No, week? we didn't. We didn't oh, really talk about it on the you show because you didn't done. want to spoil it. Right. Well, I mean, but no, I don't want to spoil it, but I just want to mention an ending. We... We we've been talking about our movie rankings, but we haven't been talking about. The, oh, there's something I forgot to mention last week. What's still the number one each week for a couple weeks? Um, still one. Lost Boys, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. The, the top the tops haven't been scrambled. No, but it, but we haven't mentioned it. One. Like we've been like we ranked some movies and we just talk about the middle. <clears throat> yeah. so, All right, what were you gonna say, Brian? Well, um, a few episodes ago we were talking about. Uh, movies based on video games and i have actually watched now uh it was like a couple weeks ago so i did i just forgot to mention it last episode but i I did watch sonic the hedgehog how was it i okay i enjoyed it Hmm? quite a bit um you know uh i was surprised by jim carrey's performance as dr robotnik he still does his thing, right? The Jim Carrey mm-hmm. thing. You know, he brings a whole lot of his flair to the part. I felt like he toned it down a bit more than he normally would have in the past, which I enjoyed. Nice. And he really played a a, a good smug asshole in this. And it's Hulu right now? Uh, I think I, I watched think it on Prime. H- yeah, uh, yeah, Prime. <laughs> I, I mean, I do want to watch that one. I haven't yeah. dodged it or anything. Um, it's uh, pretty fun. Yeah, we, it's, a good, we, it's a nice, fun, fun flick. I did watch Stay Tuned last weekend. We That's also about, on Prime, I believe. Yep. Is it now on something? Oh, yeah, it's, on I it. it's been on Prime for a couple weeks. Because oh. I had bought it last year because it wasn't on anything. Um uh, I don't see it on Prime. Oh, no, that's not even Stay Tuned. That, that was Stay. Uh, stay. Stay. <laughs> yeah, Stay Tuned is on Prime. That's one I want us to get to sometime. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, yes, we will. Good. You looking forward to the Army of the Dead coming up? I am. I... Dave Batista and Zombies. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to Army of the Dead. Uh, I was telling these guys the Castlevania last season dropped on Netflix last oh, Friday the 14th. It will be the last season. So if you like the animated Castlevania, check it out. It's very much fun. Is it good? Yeah. I have not watched any of it. Pretty quick, right? Is it like three episodes per type of stuff or am I not? 
think I've ever No, heard. they're 10 episodes, but they're all like 22 minutes, 23 minutes. Okay. So they'd I be the equivalent like if it was a 30-minute show on TV. So it's like three hours, three and a half hours a season, something like that. Invincible wrapped up the first season. They got re-upped for season two and three. It's incredible. I told you. I I saw the article now. I just I'm telling My them. <laughs> I just want to reiterate it like one more time because it was so good. It was amazing. And if you really want to do it right, like pa- pace the episodes to where around Father's Day you're watching the finale. <laughs> Dad knows best. <laughs> yeah. Uh trying to think of anything else that's popped up or new. Only other um, thing, uh, the new season of Lucifer drops on the 28th on Netflix. Wow. That is the little show that could. It is. It was supposed to be done after last, or well, supposed to be done two seasons ago, and then last season, and it keeps getting renewed. So I guess evil never dies, huh? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know what's fun about that is, like, mid-2000s, I was on a message board it was around one of the comic creators I liked and one of the guys in there he would be doing he was working on script writing and he did like a little script writing internship at like WB and some stuff like that and finally got some stuff picked up I read some of his spec scripts one time they were really good and like eventually he became the showrunner on Lucifer like it was his big pickup and stuff like that so like he did he did good good on him Um, that was kind of neat uh, I, I enjoyed it for the season I watched it. Is it still fun? Yeah, there's like five, six seasons. It's, it's, you know, I think this is six, the sixth season or fifth season part two or whatever they're calling it. But yeah, it's fun. You yes. know, when you mentioned WB and I hear somebody say that, it, it just reminds me. <laughs> and I can't remember what it was all. I think it was The Simpsons or South Park or something. He's like, coming up next on the WB is another stupid show that no one will see. <laughs> Yeah, there's. <laughs> I like to call them the diary shows. <laughs> yeah. like vampire diaries. And I think there's another diary as well. I just called them the diary shows. It's like, wow, these are like throwaway. A lot of those they were. Just... And then and then they just came out of nowhere, like to me, with that se- first season of The Flash. It was so good. Like, it took a little bit to percolate. But that back stretch of it is so good. And now there's so much of it, I'll never catch up or anything. But like, yeah. I'll always have that back half of the first season that just plays out so well. Um, I'll always have this seen... Supergirl picture book. Have you seen that there has been talk of uh, talk Keanu Reeves returning? Yeah, as yeah. Constantine for what Justice League Dark or Dark Justice League? I didn't hear that's what it was for. I fig- I thought it was just a Constantine too. Well, mm. there's also some there's also some moving and shaking going on with some mergers and whatnot. So don't get your hopes up. I, I yeah, like AT&T is too. dropping Warner Brothers to Discovery. To this what? AT and T, right? Is separating from Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers is merging with Discovery. Like the Discovery Channel? Mm-hmm. That's not a big enough group to buy anything. Who? You what? might be surprised. I'm hoping they combine them. Discovery Plus and the HBO Max. 
And you get all that content. What? I don't understand what you're talking about. The Discovery Brothers. <laughs> Have you really not heard anything about this? It's relatively new. I wouldn't. Yeah, it's from like yesterday's when I heard it. Or yesterday, sorry. <laughs> oh, they're... They're merging. That's still stuff underneath them, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, they might it's be. It's not like they're selling it, it off. Well, they're merging. They're not, okay, wings. they're merging, but it's going to combine HBO and this or Warner Brothers with the Discovery Group. Okay. So they're getting rid of the, uh, from what I understand, the person in charge of Warner Brothers and the person in charge of Discovery is going to take over. So we'll see. If any of that's good or bad or what, yeah, might that's, be great. I, that's what they I'm might, saying. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, stuff alone. I learned. I they learned hired to direct to and write. Them, so. Direct and write. Mm-hmm. I've learned not to hope. Yeah. I, I always hope. Don't give me hope. I'm constantly disappointed. <laughs> Don't you do that. <laughs> Don't you give me hope. Her name is Hope. Martha. Uh, if you have Shutter last week on Joe Bob, they showed Mandy. If you've never seen Mandy, it's an amazing, amazing fever dream and Nicolas Cage so unleashed. It's such a terrific viewing. Um, I, I recommend that. Okay. So. Cool. But wrap it up, Zach. Anything else? No, I'm good. All right. All Brian, right. take well, us home. Well, first of all, I'll tell everybody what we're going to be watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm going to say we're going to be wrapping up the, yeah, the uh, Bradley Brother trilogy, and we'll be watching the final Basket Case, Basket Case Three, and uh, personality. Yeah, we had some mentions of uh, us talking about possible sequels to uh, more basket cases and I, I put forth a project for uh, next episode that we all have to pitch a, a sequel for basket case 3 2 and 1 so that's that will be what we're doing next week so we'll go from being the basket case trilogy to the basket case saga yep. Quadrilogy, like the quadrilogy. <laughs> All right. Well, and to wrap us up, I guess it's time for PSA. Well, this this movie, like I said earlier, has a litany of PSAs, and I guess you know we could talk about the lawnmower, but that's an obvious one. Talk about drugs. <laughs> we could talk about obsession. But I'm going to say we'll talk about safe sex. And um, sometimes safe sex isn't just um, preparation and protection. Sometimes it's simply choosing wise wisely when it comes to your partners. And even though a lady might be attractive, she might have some hidden secrets that will come to bite you in the end or immediately kill you just i know it's hard uh if if some someone's very attractive and nice pretty face they they could be deadly just uh just be prepared to pull